Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. It's 2.23 a.m. in Ibiza, and you're listening to Night Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Night Call, a podcast for your trance days and Balearic nights. I'm Molly Lambert here in Los Angeles. Right next to me is Tess Lynch and our special guest, Jennifer Amalini. <laughs> Jen? Jen is better. I don't Jen know is the author of Weird in a World that's not a really good business book, that is also kind of a memoir. And just really funny and great. And also out now in paperback. Woo! Uh, Check out Weird in a World That's Not. Welcome to Night Call. I'm very excited to be here. We're very excited. Um, The first thing we were going to talk about today is a really important moment uh, in culture in so many ways. Kylie Jenner took her lip implants out, maybe? Wait, so is this confirmed by Kylie or is this something that we've just noticed? Confirmed with a K? <laughs> um, I think she posted a picture and somebody said it looks you look like the old Kylie and she confirmed. She said, yeah, I got my lip injections out, which is a really complicated process. How do you do it? 
Well, I don't, I don't actually know, but I think, I think that you have to inject another thing in to dissolve the thing. And then I think it takes like 24 to 48 hours to whatever that chemical compound is that shrinks. I mean, this whole thing sounds so gross. Well, think it's interesting to think about like shriveling the thing inside your lip that is making it bigger. I just want to know if it leaks out. Or if your body absorbs what used to be like these, this little like deflated kind of also, skin. Also, can your lips feel anything? Like, is it because lips are so sensitive? Like, when you're doing all of that and shrinking them and blowing them up, what do they feel? That's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining like the sensation of deflation. That must. And how are they not super wrinkly? Did she get something in them to like? plump them up naturally. They just kind of look like they used to. It's really interesting. I don't think I knew you could go back. It's just a strange choice for her. Like, what does it No, it, it makes so much sense. It's because, like, it's been the time for it to end for a while now, you know? Like, the look became... The Kylie Jenner look became so prevalent with, like, lip implants, really, really strongly drawn on eyebrows. We've uh, talked so much about the bold eyebrows on this podcast. Microblading a lot because I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. I thought it meant vanilla ice eyebrows. Also, dyeing your eyebrows. Everybody's dyeing their eyebrows. That's just that's a lot of eyebrows, yeah. you know. And then I think Mary H K Choi was saying recently that like it's it's time for like thin '90s eyebrows to come back. Like that has oh, to be next. No, it is going to be next. Yeah, it no. has to be. You know what's really weird that I noticed? I went to. Um, a kid's art show recently and all of the drawings of people or animals had eyebrows. And when I was a kid, nobody, like you didn't do eyebrows until you were like fifth grade or so. And then you were like, wait, there's more things on the face than just what I know. But I feel like kids now, it's like the eyebrows are so prominent that they're like, they're like stick figures and they don't have noses, but they have like really crazy eyebrows. Because they don't know a world without eyebrows like we do. I know. I lived in that world. Did you guys have really skinny 90s brows? I know the answer for one of you. <laughs> yes, I did. And they never, I had these great like Brooke Shields brows at one point and then I did that thing and they never really came back. No, they never come back. Yeah. Well, that is Kim Kardashian's main regret, she says, was getting her baby hair and like eyebrows lasered when she was younger. Oh, because you can't unlaser. You, uh, you yeah. can uninject, but you can't. I bet, she I bet didn't... she's worse regrets. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was like, oh, like my one ethnic feature I got rid of. Yeah. And now I wish also I had it. Her that's nose. my whole personality. So, I mean, yeah, I saw a picture. Don't I don't even know how I got there, but I ended up last night on a page of photographs of a 2009 Penny Charlotte Ronson store opening. And it was like a really long time ago in Kim Kardashian's face. And then just like all of those like 2000 celebrities like Lohan and Paris Hilton and all those people. And I was just like, oh, what a horrible time. I miss, I miss, but also so innocent. I miss Kim Kardashian's old face, but not her old, old face. There's like a face in the middle that I've, that's what everyone says. She reached, but you can't, you can't help but go into the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. I think her face is just meant for print. It's just meant to be still. Yeah. And like you see, what's interesting about her is when she laughs, she always covers her mouth. Like mm. she's very uncomfortable with her movement of her face. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true of all of them. And I've thought I've also thought about that a lot because especially Kylie, her face is like for Instagram and her makeup is for Instagram because it's like stage makeup. It's like if you see someone in real life with that much makeup on, you're like, wow, that's a lot of makeup for daytime. Yeah, you look hot. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just the look now also. It's like it also just, that's a thing is 
just young girls who have like a shitload of makeup on that they don't need. I spent a long time on Haley Baldwin's Instagram page. Oh, we should talk about that too. Guys, congratulations. Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber, soon to be newlyweds. So you had a poll on Twitter, I think, Molly, about who who would make it to the aisle first or like what would happen first. And it was Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber, um, Pete and Ariana, or like the world just engulfing itself in flames. Was that you? Okay, good. Just check. (laughs) Someone else added Jackson, Brittany who also are engaged. Yeah. But Uh, that's like a whole other, that's like a long, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, getting engaged can be a great publicity stunt for somebody like Justin Bieber or yeah. Ariana Grande, and then somebody, conspiracy theory, pointed out they have the same manager, Scooter Braun. Ooh. And they were like, the devil works hard, but Scooter Braun works harder. And Ariana responded and was like, just because two people are in love, it doesn't mean it's a publicity stunt. So I think she and Pete are for real. I mean, uh, the tattoos are forever. The tattoos are forever. <laughs> I'm really enjoying their, like, I don't know. It feels like natural born killers and I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm worried about them. They seem like kids to me. Crazy love. No, I love a folly. I love when two people (laughs) go insane, like together, because that's what love's all about. I think they're all getting engaged because they want to project the summer Instagram kind of vibe. I think it's the summer of Insta. It's like, what's the best life? We're all having the best life. Meanwhile, it's like 150 degrees. It's 150 degrees. And everybody just goes away for, like, six months, it feels like. Well, that's the thing. People's trips on Instagram, it's like the time is is warped. So you're like, is this person still on fucking vacation? Yes, because it's, of the it, timeline. You're yeah. like, wow, they've been gone for three months. Yes. Listen to this iced coffee, though. Ah. It's very refreshing. So Molly and Emily and I have all gotten our FabFitFun summer editor's boxes, and we were like shocked at how much we loved these things. They are really awesome. If you don't know, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box for women to discover new products for a life well-lived, but it also has, it just covers all of the bases of the things that you would want in a subscription box. It had a lot of makeup, a lot of bath items, and some like really cool kind of gadgety yeah, we things. We were really excited about it. Uh, we did the unveiling, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't public, but me and Tess and Emily were all texting each other pictures of the things we got in the box. Yeah. It's like the, the bath yeah. sponge a lot. The bath sponge. It yeah. makes your whole bathroom smell so good for like two weeks. It yeah. was insane. I really liked the chorus shower gel in yes, Japanese rose. rose. It was so good. I got really obsessed with it and I think I'll definitely buy it again. The other nice thing is that if you like something, you're not dealing with like a tiny little trial size. Everything is full size. So you, yeah, it's yeah. all like full size products and there's like a lot of things in the box and, and they fancy. Yeah. We like super fancy. We liked them all. Yeah. So I think the summer editors box, they all kind of vary, but, um, you get a really cute train case. Um, the yeah. Haba mineral hand cream, I super loved. And it was like a giant. Oh, and nice here's hand the cream. thing that you loved the most is the sponge gel papaya yuzu box flower body wash infused buffer. Oh my God. I, well, first of all, I loved it, but I also felt really bad because normally with that kind of stuff, I will let my kids like play with or experiment with it. And I was like, <laughs> don't touch it. It's for mom. It's mine. <laughs> um, you also get uh, one from each of the following sets, the Ferreo Luna Fofo or Trina Turk Turkish towel, the shower gel that we talked about. Oh, 
Did you try the lip palette? Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah, you were wearing it when I saw you the other night. I was. The Ish Lip Statement Palette is the one that I got. Um, the other one, I think, is the Dr. Brandt Pores No More Luminizer. But the Ish Lip Palette is really good. And it also is nice because it doesn't, like, dry you out, which some of them do. There was a really cool gadget. It's the softest feeling thing. You put it on your face, and it, like, vibrates, and it tells you how old your skin It's amazing. It's, like, <laughs> worth getting obsessed over. Um, so anyway, if you want to sign up for FabFitFun today to get your summer editor's box, you can use our code NIGHTCALL to get $10 off your first box. You go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code NIGHTCALL to get $10 off your first box, which is over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use our code NIGHTCALL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. I kind of like other people's vacation. Well, Jen, you had a really great vacation. Yeah, Jen, come on. You went to Malta. I did, but now it's all (laughs) forgotten. Like, that's the other thing about time on Instagram. I did go to Malta. It was amazing. (laughs) It was like Europe in the 70s. It was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, it looked amazing. And you were there, all these pictures of you, like, wandering cobblestones looking like... The uh, food pictures were also pretty good. Um, I... But it also looked genuinely like a beautiful, cool place. I don't know. I guess because I'm like always just hot and sweaty in my apartment, I like take a vacation with my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you've taken some like brief, you'll go to the beach for instance, which is like, you know, it's a formidable drive. Like that's, that's not nothing that takes effort. Uh, I love the beach. Day vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but it's funny though, because it's like, oh, I, I wanted to be off Instagram when we were on that trip. And I like had this like old dad friend who was like, do, do me a favor, just get off Instagram. And I was like, but will it even happen if I'm not on Instagram? Like, I just couldn't stop. Yeah. You can't, you just know it's like, it's, it's almost like an obligation. Yeah. Emily, yeah. uh, Yoshida was on her honeymoon and posted some amazing, uh, forest crab Instagram. She said that they, well, did, we talked about this we last talked about week. This we're last harping time, on, we're we very can't obsessed stop with talking it. about these forest crabs. They were crabs in a forest. They were, forest it was raining so hard. They thought it was the ocean. So they yeah. were like climbing around on rocks yeah. and being super cute. And Molly and I were just like, it was very hot here. It was so know? hot, but I like watched that video a hundred times. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is making me feel better, mm-hmm. you know? And like, uh, I've been watching this reality show made in Chelsea. That's all about like just really posh people in England who all their problems are about like love triangles because they have no financial problems. You know, they just like go on vacations and shop all day and, and then hate each other, hate each yeah. other and be mean. It's a great show, but I follow them all on Instagram and like, they're all on like yachts. Yeah. You gotta be on a yacht. But I like to look, I like well, to be I mean, like, sure. Speaking of Courtney Kardashian, oh, yeah. just bringing back, like it's, she's obviously the smartest Kourtney Kardashian, at least this summer, you know, like she's just in Italy. Or someone was saying she didn't want to be a Kardashian. Was yeah. that her? She seems like she opts out the most. Yeah. For sure. She, well, she's always, she's always been the she's most always interesting. Been the most interesting and the smartest. Her mistakes have been more compelling mistakes. You know, her insecurity who, is like a little more. Who among deep. us cannot relate to like being in love with Scott Disick and like not knowing what to do yeah. about it, you know? Although I don't know. I feel like it was a more strategic move than that. I think she was like, mm, you have good genes. I would like children with you. Boom, boom, boom. And now I'm going to date a young boy. Well, it always made sense at the time, but yeah. also like 
I loved the Kardashian arc for a long time and then I got bored of it, but I could not, I never was on the train and now it's almost like they're just fine art where I'm like, I just see pictures of them and feel like I get enough. I have enough info. There was a lot of like, a lot of like real trauma came in, you know, Mm -hmm. like Scott's parents both died and he like wouldn't deal with it. And then he just like went to the club all the time instead. And it was so dark, you know, he was like drunk at 7am. Yeah. Carrie Batan wrote this amazing article a while ago about him where it was about how he was like. His career is getting paid to go to clubs to be Scott Disick. Yeah. But he has all these addiction issues. So, like, he can't, but he can't, like, stop. If he stopped drinking and partying, he, like, can't be in the club without partying. And if he stopped partying, he wouldn't get paid anymore. He had, like, an Instagram that was, like, a spawn con, and he just cut and pasted the copy, and it oh, had, yeah. like, all the ad words You're in kidding. it. Yeah, and it and was, it like, was... ad personal experience. <laughs> it was the best. Yeah. Nice. What is your guys' favorite summer Instagram? Mostly, uh, mostly I have to say I've been digging Kourtney Kardashian. I've really been like, there's so much like good Italian china. There's mm. like so many oh, foods. You know what's the best summer Instagram? What? I wanted to talk about this. Amy Nicholson in Kazakhstan. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you follow this? Uh, I've seen, I've seen it since it's been in my highlights. Yeah. Amy Nicholson, uh, our friend, is on a trip to Kazakhstan because she went to the Kazakhstan Film Festival and she's in a town called Astara, which was apparently built in 1998. And it's just like a giant, crazy Las Vegas city that is all a tribute to this one, like, sort of dictator-seeming leader, the president. And she just does it so well. She does it so well. People who do it well and people who don't. Like, there are people who are like, okay, you don't have to humble brag. You don't have to, like, be self-conscious. No, she went. It's just perfect. She went by herself, and she's, like, just Instagram storying all this crazy stuff she's been seeing. There's been, like, three circuses. Yeah, she's on a lake today with a beer. Yeah. She was like, yeah, so Ostara, like, the big tourist attractions are these three giant malls. One of them has, like, an indoor beach in it. They all have, like, an amusement park inside. I was like, this is the best. And she was like, oh, I knew you would like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Jurassic Park ride ripoff in That sounds mall. amazing. She went to a, another film festival in Turkey that she mm-hmm. posted amazing photos from. It's just, like, she'll go to these film festivals and then... I get to go to a place like Kazakhstan yeah. that I know <laughs> yes. nothing about. And it turns out the part she's in is like all weird, like pyramid tomb. That sounds amazing. Yeah. She also seeks out the weird too. She seeks yeah. out the weird. Smart. And she like accepts the, you know, whatever comes from the experience, which seems great. But um, I mean, I'm saying that because she's posted about how they keep serving her horse at things oh, no. and how she is polite enough to eat it or not to say no, you know? It's yeah. a cultural Well, we've thing. all been to Ikea, so... Yeah. You know. What? Wait, you didn't remember? What, that the meatballs are made out of horse? There was um, a, a thing a couple of years <laughs> well, ago where they tested... They were like, what's in these meatballs? And then they were like, oh, it's horse. What? But they, they did not say it was horse. But I am an Ikea meatball addict, and I also love horses. I rode horses for a long time. And I still was like, I'm sure it's fine. Maybe not in America. Maybe it's just the meatballs in Sweden. I don't know. I like convinced myself 
You did some were. bargaining. I did. I was like, please, let's go back. You I know, mean, if you're eating meat, you're eating meat. That's what I'm that's saying. Thing, if you're eating yeah. meat, you're like making making the double the target. The thing is, is that I think it was trace amounts of horse. I don't think it was trace like mostly horse. horse. Well, it's if it's one horse that dies over the course of like it's because a thousand horse, meatballs. I hate, you know? I hate that I know this. It's because horse meat is like cheap. Right? Well, because horses, when they become lame, you have to put them down. Is that what the glue factory is? Yeah. No. Wait, yeah. do, do they really make them into glue? I mean, I think they used to. I think it may have been their do hooves they make them or into, something. Yeah, their hooves. Yeah. I don't. Ethical glue only. <laughs> Speaking of ethical glue, yeah. can we talk about the $44 yogurt? That oh, my God. Oh, please. my God. Wait, I already forget what it's called. It was like it a It was coconut. called yogurt cult or something. Oh, yeah, coconut cult. It's $44 yogurt. I mean, it's at Lassen's, which I should never go into. But it's. I walked in, and I was like, what is this coconut yogurt? And then I looked down at the price, and it was $43.99. I just can't. How much? I, how did you not like look yogurt. at all the ingredients to suss out what it I, was? I mean, I I don't know. I think I was so disturbed and embarrassed to be by it. I didn't yeah. want anybody to see me picking it up. <laughs> or you taking know? a picture yeah. of exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, I totally took a picture of it. <laughs> What's happening to us as a culture that we're buying $44 yogurt? Culture, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who buys that? Who buys that? And what I said earlier was if there had been weed in it. Because I've also yeah. seen, like, cookies, and they're, like, 25 bucks in, at Lassen's. And I'm like, oh, that is weed in it. Okay. Right. <laughs> but it's CBD. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this so was not, it's not even fun weed. This no. wasn't CBD yogurt. No, no. It was just plain probiotic, whatever. It was, like, how, Jamie Lee Curtis. How like, large was it? It's so crazy. I mean, it was, like, the normal, like, family size. It wasn't, like, the small container. But it was, like, not that. It wasn't, like, you'd get it for a month. Right. I mean, you know, a couple, a couple yogurts and granola, and you're done. I'm totally planning to visit this yogurt <laughs> as if I'm like paying audience to the yogurt. There's like a flamingo on it uh, for no reason. I'm always interested in like what is the most expensive like silly homeopathic product. Oh yeah. Because somebody's gonna buy it because they'll be like $45. It must be the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this has to be better than the than the Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis yogurt. Are probiotics a scam or yes. is it real? I mean, probiotics are real. The question is, like, do they really hang out in your guts or do they just <laughs> well, no, move on? No, but there's so many different kinds of probiotics. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't, like, I, I don't know. How much good bacteria do you need? We all are a little bit interested in, like, I want to say snake oil. Uh, yeah. Tess was into oil pulling for a while. Did that Sorry for, for outing you as an oil puller. You've done it twice now. It's okay. Well, I thought it was fascinating because I was like, what if that's, what if that works? But you, you just, just put oil is, in your mouth and, yeah, and like spit, rinse it around. Ten minutes, Jen. How do you not gag? So long. You do gag, but you're like, <laughs> I want white teeth. You gag. But to be fair, it's cheap Did because it, it was coconut oil. It makes, it makes your teeth really clean. But, don't but then my think... dentist was like, you could do it with water. Oh. And I was like, oh. And they were oh. like, it's just the exact same thing. You're just like right. basically it's, flossing. Or know? like you could do it with like mouthwash. It's like the same. Mouthwash, you know, I got to say, I'm very skeptical of mouthwash Ooh. because the alcohol in mouthwash is like bad. I mean, speaking of good bacteria, you're just like zapping all of it. Yeah, know? but you should zap all the bacteria. Yes. My dentist was yeah. like, why don't you gargle with bleach? What about what? gargling? Yes. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what did you do to your dentist? Well, I have I have messed up teeth for, for many reasons, but one of them, well, some of them are my own fault, but one, I, I knocked them out at a wedding once, but anyway, I... <laughs> 
I um he was like he was like you have so much bacteria I think that you should I think that you should try bleach and I was like okay this is really messed up I can't like I'll, I'll die right um anyway also today in lessons they have ear candles oh, oh don't another. do that don't do oh, that they're all in these like buckets and you can't pick them out you have to bring the whole if you want one you bring the whole container up to the counter and they pick one out for you and wrap it and I was like this seems there's something wrong they're about like this divining delivery. which yes. candle is right yes. for you you should never do that because first of all like you can light yourself on fire but second of all I was reading about someone who did that and it like melted the earwax and then plugged their ear and then they had to go to the doctor and have it vacuumed oh yeah, I think you're definitely not supposed to do ear candling. No, you can't mess with your ears. You want to. It seems like they're there to be messed with, but you're not supposed to. No, not even Q-tips. No, I know. We all learned a valuable lesson from that one episode of Girls. Yes, yeah, thank exactly. God. that was a good thank episode. God. That God. was like PSA. an 80s it was. TV movie about yes. like, don't do that. Yeah, it was. It was very effective. <laughs> it was very effective. Somebody <laughs> said that you should dump like a half cup of bleach in your bath water to like cure psoriasis or something. Nightcall's not endorsing bleach, but <laughs> if we were, I'm sure that there are some things you could do. No, don't do that, guys. Don't do bleach. Uh, but maybe you could like gargle with yogurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coconut you cult. Gargle with coconut yogurt. Join the coconut cult. Join the coconut cult. Maybe if you eat the yogurt, you like join. A cult. Maybe, maybe that's it. The maybe, cult comes from maybe, yogurt. Or like maybe it's a cult that makes yogurt and that's how they like support the cult. That's why it's so expensive. Yeah. Because that's the it's only way. It's not a way. bad idea. Well, no. that's how some cults make money, guys. I've thought about this Have you ever thought about making yogurt? Um, more recently, yes. <laughs> well, I do. What, in order to make yogurt, you need yogurt, which just to me <laughs> yeah. like blows my mind. I'm like, if I'm buying yogurt to make yogurt... How is it making anything? There's at a all? place in Silver Lake that teaches you how to make yogurt. Emily was tweeting about yeah. how everybody needs hobbies, and I was like, I agree. I love hobbies. I want more hobbies all the time. I made a friendship bracelet today, you guys. Ooh, I want to learn it. how to make soap. Maybe we should get oh, chickens. Yeah. My friend has chickens. They're so cool. They're yeah. assholes, though. Chickens are not nice. No. Oh, okay. we didn't talk about this in advance, but I'm just going to throw it at you guys. Do you guys have feelings about the couple on the plane, the creep shot yes, and viral couple? My feeling is that they are awful and I hate them. The couple or the person who set, the people who set the them up? The people who set them up. So the for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. but I'm sure everybody does know because it was like mind-blowingly viral for something yeah. that was ethically well, complicated. Things, okay, so things always Well, go, tell what it is. Ugh. It was these people live tweeting that they were like setting up the people next to them on a date well, on the plane. Well, it was a couple and then they weren't sitting together so yeah. they asked a woman to switch seats with them yeah. and then the woman sat next to a guy and they were, and they were both flirting like, hot and they were people. live tweeting the flirting and like live tweeting like the couples like hanging out and just live tweeting every moment of their interaction in this super creepy way and then implied that the couple went and had sex in the bathroom yeah. which was like a bridge too far for anybody yeah. i think the whole thing was creepy from the get-go. And then they posted a picture with, like, the people's faces blurred out, which was yeah. super creepy. Like, and here the they woman, are. And the woman that they, of the couple, the guy was, like, a former soccer player, I think, and personal trainer. Oh, yeah. They doxed, the, and then the internet doxed the woman. Yeah, but the woman was like, I'm not going to appear on the Today Show to yeah. talk about this she creepy, didn't weird experiment. She didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. And I think that is the thing we all talk about and think about a lot on this podcast, is, like... Surveillance. Surveillance and, like... When is it okay to take a photo of a stranger and when is it not? It's like probably never okay. Probably never okay. But also find your own content. It it depends. I don't know. Because I, I think about that a lot because I'm like, 
if you take a photo of just like a place that you are and there's like people in the photo and then you yeah. post the photo online, but like singling out one person, you know, I've I, done I, it, but I not in a while. I one time saw an uh, Instagram influencer at a restaurant we were at and I saw her taking pictures and then I looked at her feed and I was like, Oh, there I am. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And I was just like, this world is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, um, someone tried to tape me on a plane once when, uh, my daughter was having like a really bad, my daughter's claustrophobic. She's a baby claustrophobe and she was like one year old and she wouldn't chill. And we were for six hours, she screamed, but it was so crazy. Cause he did, he He tried to shame you by taping. He tried to shame me by taping me. He got up in my face and was like talking into his phone being like, Oh guys, like I'm in hell, right? Like two inches from my face. And it was super crazy because I was like, the ball's on this guy. I what are you doing? The overarching message is that planes are like crazy spaces. Yeah, yeah. planes, nobody should be allowed to do anything on a plane. Nobody to knows what to do because it's yeah. like, it's supposed to be glamorous, but it actually is just like riding on a really crowded bus in the air, but you're like trapped in the air with all these people. So like any interactions you have, you're like, you can't escape. It's also strange <laughs> because it's one of the places where the rules, there are so many rules for adults that there's this weird thing of like, you feel like you're a child and that the there's so captain and the crew are like your, your bosses. Or yeah. Something. And like, well, you have to like enter in into the TSA space. Mm-hmm. So it's very like, you feel very, you know, you, nobody feels like chill. And there's a social code and people break it all the time. Yeah. There's like yeah. a lot of feet. Yeah. So many feet. So many but feet. But I also like, I, like when people, when somebody has like their, you know, the person next to them is like putting their feet up and they take a photo of that. That's passenger shaming that whole Instagram account. Oh, see. So there's so much just like shaming, yeah. I guess, involved in social media. And that I think, is I mean, I don't know. Favorite. Is there ever good shaming? Is it ever good to like show somebody's foot and be like, put your, put your foot away? Yeah, it's not. I You're the, you become the rude that you that's don't what I'm like. Saying. I yeah. think that's right. it. It's like when you take the picture and are like, look at this chump, then it's yeah. like, then you're... You you chump yourself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it yeah. just can't be visual. Maybe I also bec- I'm just a Luddite and I'm like, we shouldn't have Wi-Fi on planes. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe those experiences should just be like suffered through and then by the time you land, you're just happy to be there. Yeah. So you just kind of leave all the grossness of the plane behind you. Well, I kind of now like Loki don't fly. Yeah, you hate to fly. I hate to fly. Because I have to take so many drugs to fly. It's because that and guy shamed you, though. You're well, like... it's because of that guy. But then also, like, at one point, I, like, noticed that I had some, like, weed edibles on me on my way to an airport Ooh. and just ate them all. <laughs> and it was, like, a lot of... I was like, oh, no, I can't fly with this. Like, I'll just eat them all. And then I was flying virgin, and I never had before, and it was like, you know, you're, <laughs> it's like a club. You're like, I'm in a club, and then I like, I was like, what should I do? So I had a Bloody Mary. This was like before I had kids, oh. and I was so, it was just horrible. I was like, I'll that either die or like, you're like through with yeah. edibles, I feel like. No, I, that sounds like my worst nightmare, too. Yeah. I mean, you ate them all. I ate them all. I was alone, needless to say. Being like, high on a plane really sounds like a nightmare to me. I don't like being high. Yeah. People take, people like eat weed or I don't even before planes. I don't even understand understand how people like drink on planes i just sleep i just pass out the no whole there's time. situations where you shouldn't be stoned i got yeah. i got really super stoned one time i was invited to the emmys from like by a brand and i was like with all these very girly girls and i was very uncomfortable and anxious and so i was like i'll just smoke this big joint and then it was the worst nightmare of yeah. my life that was a really just there's places you should not be stoned i think yeah. yeah mine i remember was that i had to like find a library book once and i got really stoned and then i was like <sighs> I shouldn't have gotten stoned to do this. This is like a thing that is like 
Are Easy you, when you're sober and yeah, impossible. impossible. When you're it took like three hours, and I think I got locked in the library. No, you think it's going to be fun everywhere, and you like know, it's not it roller makes, skating. I never understood people who would like get stoned for high school all day. Oh, because the clock spins backwards. You're in yeah, class, and like time it makes is high school yes. take longer. Yeah, it's yes. not like fun to be stoned in school. You're yeah. just like. Uh, I'm in school. Yeah. <laughs> so. Also, if you're doing like a customer service job, it's the worst oh, place. Oh yeah, to I remember that when I worked for like a Paola music magazine. Uh, that was the first <laughs> time I experienced getting high at work, and I was like, maybe it'll make it more fun. And then I was like, uh, actually, I, mean, I worked at a video store, it's and so it made long. it very fun. Well, I mean, the video video store, store is like yeah. sitting there. You're just like, get this video store, record store. Podcasting, retail. retail. <laughs> Actually, retail, though, I was working at the mall, and I I did get stoned one time. Just one, one time. time. And I remember trying to fold a shirt with a collar, and, like, all of a sudden, it just looked like someone was like, here, make, like, a DeLorean from you this piece of paper. You guys were both waitresses. Like, did you oh, my God. I was just going to I used to get stoned waiting tables all the time. It was always a mistake. And I remember <laughs> one time, a customer came back, because I'd forgotten about them, and I was back. I was, like, in the back eating a cake. Oh. And... <laughs> And it is your worst nightmare. (laughs) Yep. My favorite thing about this idea is that Freaks and Geeks episode where Lindsay Weir gets really stoned for the first time and then has to babysit. Yes. Yeah, you always see people getting high and it's fun on TV, but that episode where she gets high and she just then has to do something where she's responsible, she just can't do it, you know? Speaking of me not being that cool, we've had some feedback on the bike shorts issue that I would like to share. Um, I've really come around to bike shorts uh, in the week since I said I wasn't I wasn't into them. This is a night email from night emailer Nora called bike shorts. I'm like two weeks late, but nobody whose thighs touch can survive summer without them. I think the reason it became popular with Instagram thoughts is because a lot of them are thick Fashion Nova also caters to the thick population, trickle-down thickonomics, if you will. I think that is a great argument, and my only counter-argument is that the reason I think just, like, loose shorts are more appealing is because, like, everybody's just sweating so much. I feel like the tight shorts seem like they would be less cool on the body. No, but she has a really good point because if you wear the loose shorts, they actually chafe when your thighs rub together, like the fabric ends there. And so it chafes worse. But if you have something that fits exactly and kind of holds you in, then you're not going to get the chafe. I started wearing them under skirts. I, that's like, that's what my kid my does, and yeah. I was like, that looks comfortable. And I just started doing it this year, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Darcy Wilder, uh, night, night Call fan, has also talked about how her summer look has been bike shorts and like a big old t shirt. And I was like, that seems very appealing, also, <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, so, yeah, I changed my opinion on, on bike shorts. Bike shorts are good. Bike shorts for all. Maybe not for me personally, but. Maybe I'll try some on and see how I feel. Maybe not for men. Yeah. um, Maybe. Speaking of men and fashion. Oh, yeah. This one's a little bit old, but I just pulled up a night call that we wanted to address on the podcast. So this comes from Kate Richardson. Dear night call, I've been studying for the July bar exam and I came across this question in the study materials. And she sent us a picture that we'll try and post um, on the social media accounts, but it's a hypothetical situation. Niles is prosecuted for the murder of his brother, Frazier, misspelled with a Z. Niles and Daphne are a married couple. Niles comes home on the night of Frazier's demise wearing a blood-stained Armani topcoat, which Daphne observed. 
At trial, the prosecutor calls Daphne to the stand to testify to her observations about Niall's top coat, but she refuses to testify. The prosecutor seeks to compel her testimony. Assume Daphne is willing to testify against Niles. In addition to the top coat observation, she seeks to testify to the following. Niles told me when he got home that he stabbed Fraser. Niles objects. She says, thought you might appreciate it. I find it very odd that they chose to set the hypo in the Fraser verse, yet spelled his name <laughs> wrong. Extra weird since they got the details right, Armani top coat. That is so fascinating, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love when a textbook reveals itself as being written by a human being. Exactly. Yeah, it seems a little more fun, although I wouldn't want to answer that question. Oh, yeah, no. it's very I, uh, fascinating. Law seems hard. And it's like uh, the idea also of bringing murder into the Fraserverse. I mean, that would actually be like a reboot that I could totally get involved with. It's like all of a sudden it's just very dark, like someone has been slain. <laughs> They're like, after the Roseanne reboot, the hot thing is like remaking shows and killing off the lead yeah, character yeah. that the show is named for. Yeah, Niles is a serial killer. Yeah, well, that also like, it feels like a crossover with The Simpsons, mm -hmm. you know, where uh, the brothers Crane are such a bob and I forget what the brother is named who Niles plays. Oh, yeah. There's, like, an episode where, where they have both brothers, and it's, like, very Frasier-y, and then it turns out that, like, the Niles brother is, like, framing Sideshow Bob, and Sideshow Bob is actually innocent. Sideshow Bob is terrifying. Yes. Well, I was just going to say that I had to stop watching The Simpsons as, like, a kid because I was like, this guy is terrifying. That's, I mean, he's a great character. Yeah, I went back later and really loved it, but, like, as a child, that's, like, it's just too much. Yeah, I mean... It's, it, yeah, it's too dark. There's... Some crossovers with things about Kelsey Grammer, like the just the Gilbert and Sullivan stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. So weird. Frasier is um, one of those shows you watched. I mean, that before there was like cable that was just always on. It was like Coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen Coach a lot. <laughs> so much Coach. Just yeah. so much Coach because I would come home from waitressing and I had like three channels and I was like, oh, Coach. I guess yeah. the '90s were just a really big time for like erudite serial killers. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's also true. Um, speaking of which, speaking of serial killers. Who write letters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jen asked me what show to watch, and I recommended a show called The Hunt for the Zodiac Killer. That is a five-part documentary from last year on the History Channel. How did we miss that? I don't know. But that's like something that Netflix should have pushed on you I so thought hard. it must I have been new, because I was like, how would I not know about this? It's yeah. impossible. Uh, I watched the whole thing. Jen, how much did you get through? I only watched the first one. I was I really couldn't believe how much it reminded me of Storage Wars. <laughs> it just feels like it is a very similar production. Were they Storage in the vault a lot? No, it's just it's just the way it's set up and the driving and everything. And then my other favorite thing is that Sal, is that his name, has the worst nickname in the world, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. LA Murder Cop. LAPD Murder Cop. It's just it's like guys, you could have come up with a better Also, like that's like all of them. That's yeah, not. that's exactly what Alex said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a great travel show that happens to be about the Zodiac murders, because what it is, is like a real life version of Zodiac, the movie of just like driving up and down California. And this guy who was this ex LAPD officer, supposedly, but who seems like a real TV cop. Yes. He looks like a dragnet, like a guy you'd cast. Mustache? No, just kind of hard boiled looking. Yes. Okay. Old-timey. Old-timey, old yeah. And they just drive up and down California trying to get police departments to open uh, files about the Zodiac murders related in those counties. Because the whole thing about Zodiac the movie is that the Zodiac murders happened 
around different parts of California and mm -hmm. that because California is so big, it was very difficult to coordinate between. So the reason they didn't figure out it was like a trail of the same person for a long time was because the murders were sort of happened in different counties. So it, was, it became like a bureaucratic mess. It became a bureaucratic mess. They didn't have email, you know, or fax machines. So it was like you or had to go yeah. get the records from Vallejo right. and bring them to San Francisco. Right. Uh, Right, and, they didn't drop box. Yeah. And so on this on this show, they are investigating also some murders that happened before the official timeline of the Zodiac murders, but that are believed by some to be Zodiac murders as well. And that they were trying to use a lot of new DNA technology and stuff and some of the stuff that got the Golden State Killer mm -hmm. case solved. So did they just make this? Yeah, they made it. In like 10 minutes. They were like, like, let's go, minutes. guys. <laughs> they made it. It was on like December of last year, apparently, and I somehow huh. missed the whole thing. But basically, it introduces these two really strong candidates for being the Zodiac that you've never heard of before that aren't Arthur so Lee not Allen. The guy, okay, not the guy whose yeah. son was like, it's my dad. Not that guy. Okay. Uh, not Arthur Lee Allen. These are two guys that... I had never heard of but my boyfriend who follows that stuff even more was like, oh, yeah, those guys. Are they still alive? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Uh -oh. But there's a Gilbert and Sullivan connection now that I think about it. What? Actually, yeah, there's like a lot of stuff in the Zodiac letters about the Mikado. He quotes the mm -hmm. Mikado a bunch of times and they at one point find out that one of these suspects lived like in the San Francisco theater district and oh. like had been seen at the theater seeing the Mikado. Everybody took note of him because he was like a giant man. Everybody, you know, he like, and he was drawing hieroglyphics on the walls. <laughs> yeah. And also right. they get into like all these different Zodiac uh, suspects that also have like code knowledge. Like one of the guys it's, it goes to Riverside, it starts in Riverside mm -hmm. And it was basically like there's a murder in Riverside. This girl was murdered by a guy who like worked in the library and who was a major in code, major in like learning how to do ciphers and mm -hmm. codes. And he was like a theater student. Uh, and he was a real tall, blonde, scary looking guy with glasses. He looks like the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, and then he murdered this girl. And... It is a really good documentary because it goes off in a million weird directions. Uh, they program a supercomputer to emulate the Zodiac. Wait, what? What's the name of the supercomputer? Carmel. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that's the other thing. Is they're also simultaneously trying to solve one of the Zodiac ciphers that's never been broken. It's mm -hmm. like a uh, Zodiac letter, like 340 or something. We were talking about the, the next show should just be about Carmel. Yeah. Like taking over everything. <laughs> well, that, okay, well, yeah. I not to spoiler alert, yeah. but in like episode four, three or four. Carmel so they like, attacks them all. No, but it starts generating its own Zodiac letters. What? Um, it starts writing its own weird Zodiac poetry because they've put all of the information into it about how, yeah, I was like, what, if it starts making phone calls, like, yeah. you're all so screwed. It's such a weird turn. I was trying to sell uh, Jen and Alex on it at your barbecue on the 4th of July. And I was saying, I was like, it's great. Cause like in the first episode, there's all this hard evidence. And then by the third episode, they're just like digging a hole in the forest. Like I gotta say the history clues. channel has like a lot of really good programming well, that you're like the history. Channel? They also have some really bad programming. So I was really skeptical yeah. if this was going to actually have any like new meat to it. Cause there's obviously a lot of stuff that you can just sort of retread in the Zodiac yeah. case, but there was like a lot of new stuff in this. Yeah, no, I mean, well, to be honest, I have only seen the Zodiac movie and I thought the case was 
solved. <laughs> so I started watching it. I'm like, well, what's the big deal? They already know. And Alex was like, um, no, that's not. Also, the movie's about how it's like not solved. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm probably stoned going back to an earlier conversation, but yeah. Um, Zodiac movie sort of heavily implies that it is Arthur Lee Allen, mm-hmm. but then there was like DNA evidence that exonerated him. And this documentary ends with sort of like, you know, now we can maybe take some of this code to like, it's, it's great. They do solve the cipher. That's the big thing. They solve a Zodiac cipher. Number 340. They solve Zodiac cipher 340, which is supposed to have the Zodiac's real name in it. But, uh, (laughs) he put his real name as Richard Nixon. Oh. And he spells it like... N-I-C-K-S-O-N. I mean, they they do get some real stuff. There was like a guy, a local journalist who covered all this stuff in Riverside and Mm -hmm. they like go to that guy's house and go to the basement and find all these clippings and stuff. So it seems real, like there's some new stuff happening. Sometimes it's so hard to care if every if all of the suspects are dead. I'm well, just that like, is whatever. I know. That's you also know? the Zodiac. That's why Zodiac's a good movie because it's just like you can yeah. never get justice. You go insane trying. Right. It's about the survivors. It's about. But I mean, that's the thing too. Is it's like even if these guys that they put a suspect like aren't the Zodiac, they're still just like random psychopaths who murdered women. You know. So right. yeah. Uh, and that's where Not true crime, if you're a lady, sometimes becomes a bore. It becomes it becomes a bore, but it also becomes just like it can kind of like paralyze you into not wanting to live life, you know? Because yeah. if you like read too much of it or watch too much of it, it's like a woman was murdered for like minding her business. Um, there's a show on the History Channel that I, I think it's in its third or fourth season. It's called Alone. And oh, it's yeah. so super good. Although this season, maybe a deer gets murdered. So I had to like pause and reflect. It was your favorite show. Up. And you were like, you were like upset because you were like, it's good for him because he needs that deer. He needed the deer. But it's sad for me because I didn't want to really see the deer. But it's a really good show. But you ate horse. I did. I know, but I didn't kill the horse. He also wasn't a good shot. It was like he got the deer in the neck and the deer was like looking at the camera. And I was like, fuck this. I can't. Suffering deer. Yeah. But Mm. I have to say that the really good thing about Alone is that um, in the first couple seasons, it was mostly men who were getting really far. And this season, they're bringing back people who didn't win their previous seasons. And there's this woman who has MS and she like got it into remission with like herbs. She's like an herbalist or something. Like she had like an MS attack, like, and she was like carried on a stretcher. She was like, I just want to go back. There are some really incredible like women survivalists. And I was like, okay. Oh you know, yeah. Let's see a this show. This is a about pretty them. good show. Yeah. Pretty you know, this is increasingly becoming a survivalist podcast. It is. There's been a heat wave in Los Angeles this week. <laughs> it, the DWP keeps calling it a heat storm. They keep and calling I'm like, it a no heat storm. There's no moisture guys. Oh, yeah. Stop. It's just, it just sucks. This yeah. is my summer Instagram was when I got back from going to the beach all day my power was out mm-hmm. and it was like 11 p.m. and 100 degrees yeah <laughs> it kept there was one day when it kept getting hotter until like midnight where you were just like okay now it's 115 and there's no sun the DWP Twitter was literally like their last tweet was like all set for the storm <laughs> nothing will go wrong <laughs> and then it was like 25,000 people at least mm-hmm. like well that's what power. I was saying too it's like like also rich people were inconvenienced mm-hmm. by this and yeah. they were 
pissed. And also the mayor was out of town because he's never well, here. Well, I mean, the they mayor were being pissed, out of town. Then they went to hotels. Yeah. That, oh, you know. if you're rich, which none of us are, I think, <laughs> but I did hear a good tip, which is you always go to a hotel near an airport or a hospital because the DWP restores service to them the fastest. Ooh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think what we've learned from this experience is that LA is like super unprepared for even like a minor inconvenience. Yeah. And Molly's definitely been talking a bit about Garcetti, but it's so, it's really hard to deal with when you have such a huge power failure. There's so many unhoused people. It's like pavement has to be like 150 know, degrees yeah. and he skipped 10. I mean, that's just bad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> before we wrap up though, I just, I do want to say that Jen's book's really amazing and you should definitely check it out. It's not your typical career business guide type. It's, it's really a great read. It's a good summer read. Yeah. Great beach show. book. Yeah. Excellent beach paperback book. beach so, book. Weird in a world that's not. Go check it out. And thank you so much, Jen, for coming on the pod today. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Sitting in the hot garage. Thanks, guys. It's fun. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn. 
burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.